Hello and welcome to the Business of Show Business podcast with me, your host, Jamie Boddy. Unpacking the skills needed for the entertainment and creative industries and celebrating those already in them. On today's episode, I'm joined by two guests, Lauren Kester and Lena Phoenix. And like me, they come from a performance background before establishing themselves as a coach. I quite often get asked, why bother having a coach? What can they do for me? So during this episode, we unpack what coaches can do and how they can benefit you and why the three of us actually went on to train to become coaches. I hope you enjoy. Today on the Business of Show Business podcast, I am joined by two fellow coaches. I'm joined by Lauren Kester and Lena Phoenix. Lauren has worked in film and TV for many years on shows such as Saturday Night Live, 30 Rock and The Good Wife. Lauren left the entertainment business to become a coach. She now helps women stand in their power, let go of what other people think and go full force towards what they want. Lena is a former celebrity makeup artist having worked with some of the biggest names in film, television and fashion for 12 years. She is now a sought after freedom and alchemy coach for creative change makers seeking to manifest their dreams into reality. How are you ladies? How are you doing? Hello Jamie, I'm so good. I'm so I, I love talking to you every time we get to connect. It's such a pleasure and I'm excited to dig in today. Yeah, me too. And hi, Jamie Lawrence. Always such a pleasure to be on here. And thank you for having me, Jamie. No problem. And I think the thing I love about um, when I got to, so, so Lauren, I've known you for quite some time and Lena, I've only known you in the pandemic. But I, the thing I love about the trio our connection is that I feel like I've found people with the same mindset who come from the same background. I couldn't agree more. Definitely. And I love that we have a shared love of Oprah as well. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, indeed. <laughs> so what I would love to do just for the listeners quickly is kind of dive into your background. So maybe Lauren, do you want to go first and just maybe quickly talk about your journey in the entertainment industry and maybe overcoming that when you realized that entertainment wasn't giving you the same buzz and how you had to swap to coaching and maybe talk about that hurdle and then we'll do the same for Lena. So Lauren, take the floor. Oh yeah, wonderful. Um, so, you know, my whole life growing up, I wanted to work in television. I was a little nerdy girl who would stay up late on Saturday nights to watch SNL without my parents' permission. Um, you know, many years later ended up working for that show, which was, you know, a lifelong dream come true. Um, but after I sort of reached the pinnacle of, of where I wanted to go, I, I started to realize that my dreams had shifted, you know, and the TV and entertainment industry as a whole is can be an incredible and magical place. But it also, for me, presented a place where I didn't have very good life balance. I, I didn't feel like um, truly in line with myself uh, after a certain point. And I think it was when I was at SNL, I kind of just started to look around me and see the other people in the industry. And a lot of the people were dealing with depression and anxiety. And a lot of people had reached their highest dreams that were still unhappy. Um, and something clicked in my brain that was like, this, this is uh, not for me <laughs> anymore. Um, but through, through that realization, I did a ton of self-inquiry and studying and working on myself and um, eventually decided that I wanted to help others to find their own happiness, what I'm doing now. And it's funny, one of my new clients is actually someone I used to work with in film and TV, and we're working together to uh, help her find a new career path. So um, 
yeah, this this conversation comes at a very very good time because it's aligning with what my clients are looking to do is find find new careers outside of the industry, just like kind kind of we all did. Yeah, fantastic, and we will dive into it more as this episode goes on and how transferable the skills are from the entertainment industry to coaching. But Lena, can we ask you the same question about your journey? Absolutely. So similarly to Lauren, I was in a place where um, I always used to uh, I loved the film and TV industry and it was always so magical and had this allure and and uh, I was I knew I wanted to be in the industry in some way but I didn't know how and you know I kind of dabbled a bit in acting performing arts and then I got into makeup and um, it was really after I graduated um, and, and doing makeup for film and television that I, I began working for the BBC and then I worked on numerous different films and it was really exciting and I did love it um but then I got to this stage where, you know, I was really looking into, uh, you know, I was, I was really into mindset and self-development and all the things. And it came to me in a very kind of strong moment where I was like, okay, this is my calling. It was for me when I was, it was actually listening to Oprah. She was speaking about finding your purpose and it being something bigger than you could ever imagine and that it should feel like that. And it was interesting because I'd been working on, on some films and being at the peak of success I remember not feeling completely fulfilled or like how I felt like I should be feeling um it was really interesting and then hearing Oprah saying these words and kind of reflecting back on my own life and some of the kind of turbulent moments I've had I really felt like wow I feel that my calling is to be here to serve and help people and that um, perhaps some of the things that I've been through has given me strength and empathy be able to relate to some of these things or have some guidance on how I kind of came out of it and found success in other ways and um, it felt really strong and it was and, and and I realized this um, four years before actually becoming a coach. Now, this is interesting for me because it took me finding a coach to be able to become a coach, if that makes sense. You know, like I really was quite, like I, I knew what I wanted, but I didn't know how to get there. And I had so many things that were blocking what I wanted to do. So it was when the pandemic hit and everything else was, you know, came to a close and, and you know, my industry literally stopped that then I was able to focus on um, what I really wanted to do. And, and it was after getting my own coaches there's so much that both of you have said there that I want to dive into and I think the, the first thing is having the courage to try something new and you both touched on dream jobs and success and how that can change so that in itself is such a, a mindset shift um do you both recall possibly that moment when you had that oh, is this for me? And then how you kind of push through that boundary? Because I know when you're in the entertainment industry, you have to be quite tunnel focused. It is part of your identity. It's your life. It's what you're doing. But actually, a lot of performers have other passions, other skills, and having the courage to pursue them is actually quite scary. So again, Lauren, do you remember that moment? And then how you had the courage to take that? I know you're a big advocate for bold moves. So what was that bold <laughs> move for you? And then obviously, Lena, we'll bring the same question to you after. So Lauren, what was your bold move? Um, I love that question. I what comes to mind first is when I was working for SNL, we I worked on the 40th anniversary special. And so the 40th anniversary special, they brought in every single celebrity that you could think of who had ever been on the show, basically was invited back to do a show, be on the show. And I was 
literally in a room with every celebrity that I like, name a celebrity they were there like I was looking at Paul McCartney over here and Taylor Swift was in front of me Jimmy Fallon was on the stage and because of the way that the party was set up no one who worked on the show was allowed to bring someone with them so I was there effectively alone at this party with everyone I've ever looked up to and in that moment I felt so alone and so like there's more to life (laughs) than than being at a fancy party alone and I know that kind of a weird time to have this realization, but you know, my journey also took a few years to get off the ground. After realizing that I I wanted something different, I decided to leave SNL and, and work on a you know a kind of a less stressful show, which ended up being The Good Wife. So I was able to spend more time diving into my personal development. Um, but my big bold move, I think, was a leaving SNL because I I, I left I left my biggest dream on the table. <laughs> Yeah. which was really scary at the time. And then my following bold move was leaving New York and moving down to New Orleans um, because I needed to get out of the New York City space in order to really get enough mental bandwidth to be with myself and figure out what I wanted to do. So it, it was a lengthy journey, but I think taking the bold step of leaving the safe container of, you know, a steady job with SNL that I, you know, wanted my whole life was was major. But the other side of that was so much joy. And I really didn't know, I didn't know joy until the last few years since becoming a coach and kind of stepping into my purpose. Um, smiling as I say this because it's just like I thought I wanted the celebrity and the parties and being at you know sitting at a table with Steve Martin but I had that and it, it didn't get me like it kind of caused me a lot of anxiety and depression and then here I am just like living a very small beautiful life where I get to help people here in New Orleans and it's like a purpose-filled life that was a very long answer (laughs) no it was gorgeous I loved it and I think first of all your autobiography should be there's more than there's more to life than being at celebrity party by your own or on your own that's your autobiography (laughs) I love that um but I think I love the fact that again because as as those in the entertainment industry we sometimes let what we think the industry's expectations should be for us or what our peers are doing but actually you have the courage to be you know what I've done this check that off the list let's move on um so no that was all gorgeous mm-hmm. Lena same question to you so you've done makeup like the Black Eyed Peas Michael Caine BAFTA so going from that level of almost quite intimacy because you're makeup artist you're one-on-one with them and being at such a peak that I don't think mm-hmm. you actually let me help people in another way mm, it's it's such a great question and, and Lauren um I loved hearing what you shared as well that was beautiful um for me it was it came in sort of two parts for me um I was just I remember when I was finishing up on the film Tarzan and I couldn't attend the rap party um because I'd just fallen pregnant and towards the end of the film because of the certain chemicals and things I was working with um I had to say no to a few days and then I couldn't carry on and it was really realizing from that moment I started to think about okay so where am I really going with this um, in my future and and what kind of a lifestyle do I want because when you are on set and you're away it's, it's long hours um, it takes you away for a long time it's a lot of commitment as amazing as it is and it involves a lot of traveling and so I started to begin to then 
falling pregnant, thinking about what kind of a lifestyle I wanted and how I wanted to raise my child and how, you know, how present I wanted to be for my family. And and then things really started to shift for me from that moment. But it was really, I think I fell into this industry in kind of a sideways way where I had actually always wanted to be in front of camera. And I did makeup almost because I was told by other people that, you know, with when you go into acting, it's like, it's no real career that you have to to have a fallback where you have to have you know all these different things and I kind of had fear around pursuing actually what I really love um and being in front of the camera which was really interesting and there was a moment where I felt like being amidst like on set that I was like you know I really I feel like I have more to give and to share and that there is more for me out there that needs to be explored and then I kind of went on that journey with it that's really how I kind of uh, realized that you know there's there's more like expression I have within myself than just being backstage all the time and and um and painting faces and I think with the entertainment industry it's always there so I think I don't know about you but I know um Lauren you're very much more in the coach that's your main um drive right now I know Lena you occasionally dip back in with makeup same with me with like presenting and stuff but I think what I love now about being a coach is that it gives me the freedom to pick the entertainment jobs I want to do as opposed to just having to take them to be seen in the grind Mm. and the hustle of it still I don't know if you find that Lena or if Lauren if you dabble again here and there if you find that now actually you can perform and be in entertainment on your own terms that's beautiful yeah I mean you touched on like you know wanting to be seen a certain way by you're keeping up with the industry peers and now now you don't have to do that and like I think as we get older maybe that becomes a little bit easier but I am so grateful because so much of my identity was tied up in the shows I worked on and I um because you know people thought it was quite cool and maybe you you find find it to be the same where you know if you tell someone what you're working on you can get um kind of an ego uh nod (laughs) but now you know having the freedom to to not have to tie up my ego and what I'm working on that's another huge piece of of personal freedom for me yeah no completely and what I would um love to tackle now from both of you and I want to swap it up I'm gonna go to Lena first on this and it's about what is a coach to you and I think so anyone listening there you might hear coach and mentor and they are similar but different like a coach in my eyes a good coach will give you a safe space but also challenge you and they're going to ask you questions so you can help realize your own potential where a mentor is someone who's got a particular area of expertise who will help you more hands-on so in regards to business you may have a particular mentor that can help you with the steps where a coach will help you reach with the questions but Lena so for you it's probably quite a big question but what makes a good coach to you or why do you think people should have a coach Mm, that's such a great question for me it's um I think that everyone should have a coach and I say this because when I had a coach it completely transformed everything for me and I had so many blocks when it came to wanting to pursue the things that I wanted and even just finding um, alignment with what it is that I wanted even because I was always quite scattered and being an artist I felt like there were so many different avenues that I could have gone into but I didn't, I found it difficult to find focus and alignment. And it was when I had my own coach that 
everything changed for me. And I do believe that in our, and I've had several coaches because I feel like often, you know, different coaches offer different things. I've had coaches for business and for life and for different things. But for me, I think a good coach is about not having the right, the right answers, but it's about having the right questions that the coach has the right questions to move you into the direction of where it is that you really want to be and help you get there faster. So for me, I know that with having a coach, um, it's like time collapses because I was able to get to where I wanted to. I wanted to make impact and, um, and have direction and focus. And I was able to get there so much faster with a community and having a coach versus trying to do it all and figure it all out myself, because that was my, my story for so long. Like, no, I've got this, I can do it. And I know how to do it. And I loved having control over, you know, what I'm doing, what I'm posting, how I'm doing it, all the, all the things, but I didn't realize that beneath I had so many blocks and so much fear of just putting myself out there on camera which is crazy because it was the very thing I wanted to do so I always feel like our biggest growth is on the edge of our fear and it took having a coach for me to really push poke prod me with all the things that I needed to really move me there. So if I was to condense it into a nutshell, I think the four main reasons for having a coach would be to find alignment, direction, accountability, which is a huge one because, um, with accountability, I feel that we can get so stuck sometimes with what we feel that we, or we say that we're going to do this by a certain time and we never get it done. But having someone that really does hold you to doing the things that you need to do, keeping up the momentum and consistency towards working towards your goal is just amazing. So the accountability, but also the the focus and collapsing time. Yes, Lena, I love that. That was such a good answer. And I think it will resonate with a lot of creatives and those in the entertainment and thing for me that really was like yes it's feeling scattered and in the entertainment industry and I think one of the um, more damaging traits of the entertainment industry is this idea that you have to be seen to be working so you've got post pictures be at all these events but then you've also got to be equally available so if the phone rings you can pick up a job but it's like how can you be 100% working all the time and 100% available you can't and I think what you said there Lena will resonate with a lot of people thinking yes I'm a bit scattered I need clarity because I could be only a couple inches away from achieving my potential but I just need you just need someone to help you get there exactly yes mm-hmm. Lena um same question to you as well Lauren but also one thing is I remember Lena when we did a clubhouse the three of us and you said that um your you use fear as like it's like a key to show that like that's the right way or something and that always stuck with me so I was like yes mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> I'm glad that I love it. So same question to you, Lauren, like what makes a coach or because I know all three of us here have had coaches in some form through our journeys. But why do you think so everyone or not necessarily everyone, but why do you think people should have a coach? Yeah, I completely agree with um, everything both of you have said. And um, I think that coaching is such an incredible tool. And I'm so grateful that I found it. And I've had coaches over the last five years or so. But for me, initially, um, there was the thought that if I was going to do this on my own, I would have already made it happen. You know, those of us in the entertainment industry, we're used to going for what we want, for putting ourselves out there, for, for doing things that are hard, you know, working long hours. But then there are there are blocks that we don't really realize that are there that, you know, can keep us from leveling up. And for me, working with a coach helped me to move from that place of like, I want to do this to like actually going out doing it. And, and 
like Lena said, kind of, I don't know the phrase she's bending time. Um, I, I use the phrase quantum leaping, like, you know, use accomplishing a ton in a shorter period of time. Like what we can do working with a coach in three months for me has been like, you know, I couldn't accomplish that much in years <laughs> on my own. Um, and I don't know if y'all have had that experience as well. Yeah, well, I love there that you said it's having the, that realization that actually, if you were to have done this by yourself, you would you would have already been there. And it's that whole idea of if you keep doing the same thing, you're going to get the same results. And I think with mm-hmm. a coach, a coach also, it's not always someone like Tony Robbins and like people like that who we think, yes, but actually for a lot of people, a coach is someone who might, who might actually only be five, five like rods up on the ladder or a couple steps ahead, but it's finding someone to help you get there quicker or more effectively. Mm-hmm. And I think there's this whole, this is quite a broad statement. So I know it's not for everyone, but I think, when it comes to coaching people might think oh it's a bit it's a bit hippy dippy or I don't need it like just I can google it I can do this or that but actually there's no harm in finding someone that aligns with you and resonates and then can actually help you achieve what you want to achieve quicker like there's no there's no shame in that and how people sometimes also think self-care is selfish but actually no like Mm. put yourself first exactly I love what you said there Jamie because I think that yeah there can be a lot of coaching can sometimes be seen as uh you know hippy dippy like you said and and that you know why do I need a coach but honestly it is it is one of those things that once you experience being coached it is it's it's hard to explain what that journey is like and depending on what kind of coach you have as well but it really is something to be experienced and like you said that having even those initial calls that you can do like Laura and I know that and Jamie I believe that you also do um kind of like an initial call just to speak about mm-hmm. you know what it is yeah. that we do and and have and have the conversation around how we can support someone on a journey and I really encourage people to um you know if they are feeling stuck or blocked in any way to reach out and 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 have some of those initial conversations and speak to different coaches um, and see who's a good fit for you because that's really important. I'm just taking this moment to pause the episode so you can stop and absorb all of the amazing information that Lauren and Lena are sharing. Hopefully you're starting to figure out if a coach is right for you at this moment in time and also how they can help you get to where you want to be. Later on in the episode we do share their social media handles and how you can get in touch with them. Now back on with the show. I, I do. I think it's so important. I love having initial conversations with, I primarily work with women right now and I love speaking with women. And, and sometimes, you know, we're not always the right fit and that's okay. And knowing that like, I have a wide network of, of other coaches that may be a better fit, you know, just for where someone is. So like, I think as Lena said about, you know, having discovery calls with different coaches, feeling who you feel aligned with, because when you're in alignment with your coach and you two are a team, what you can accomplish is truly unreal and um if if, yeah (laughs) I love coaching yeah completely and I think let's actually dive into that now so I think so someone listening who might be thinking oh I I want a coach or I thought about it and I there's lots of different ways like a coach could also it could be done in like an informal way or a more official way and like it could just be someone that you follow online or you read that you read their book or their you listen to their podcast and you get a bit of coaching from the questions they ask or it could be something more formal where you hire a coach and as both Lena and Lauren said 
reach out to multiple coaches, but let's maybe dive into some of the stuff you do. So Lauren, I know you predominantly at the moment work with women, but you help them to be the leading lady in their life. And I know Lena, you work a lot Mm -hmm. with like NLP and breath work. So maybe let's dive into maybe, this is your chance lady, take the spotlight. Tell me about your services and how you like to work with people. So um, Lena, let's go to you first, changing it up. How do you like to work Mm -hmm. with people? So someone listening might be thinking, I'm looking for a coach. What type of stuff am I, what do I want to know? Or what type of services do coaches offer? Sure. Well, for me, um, I know that my, um, I use a variation of different like techniques and tools that I have. And first of all, I'll have an initial call, a discovery call, and really get to understand what it is that, that my client is looking to achieve. And I will reflect back if I really feel that I can help them on their journey to achieving what it is that they need. And from there, I will offer a program. And what I'm actually working now um, on is my the alchemy academy which is my which is my business and what I do is kind of really help tailor um, the coaching to what specifically what my client needs so almost like cherry picking from some of the best things and I will be coaching predominantly but if I feel that there are coaches um, who I know that can really assist with moving through like fear for example or uh, relationships then I'll also bring them on and that's kind of what I'm working on at the moment but um, really uh, the kind of tools I use are um, neuro-linguistic programming so NLP um, I will also uh, work with them doing like breath work and moving like emotion through the body with using our breath and um, finding mindfulness and um, and empowering them to kind of really find what truly lights them up and follow that and, and, and go in like balls to the wall, like all in. And, and, and I like it to be quite informal the way that I coach. Um, I see it like, you know, um, and there are times where I tell them that I may trigger you and I may piss you off. I'm not here to be like, but I'm here for, for us to really get the, the, the maximum results that we can to really push you forward. And there may be moments where, you know, that happens, but it's all in um, your best, like in the interest of you, you know, moving through and pushing through what it is that you need to. Yes, no, and I love that. I think everything you said there, discovery calls, all three of us do them because they're so important because actually at the end of the day, we also don't want a client that doesn't want to work with us either. No one wants to add that additional friction. So I think get on discovery calls. If you're looking for a coach, obviously don't maybe get on like 20 of them, but pick a few coaches, and <laughs> explore that definitely. And I think what I also love there, Lena, is that you said that you you do have to challenge them and that you might piss them off, but it's to benefit them. So that's fab. Lauren, same question to you, because I know we even had a chat the other day, actually, how you we both was just saying about this coaching practices. And you mentioned how you've had one client who came with an idea or something, but actually you ended up working on something else and it wasn't even what they thought so I know you do a fab work work with women to empower them and you use really cool like pop culture references so talk us to a bit more about (laughs) Lauren yeah so similarly to Lena I start with a discovery call and and really see if we are on the same page and it is something that I can work with uh that I can help with and then if if it's not the right fit I have huge network of coaches um which I'm happy to connect my um discovery calls Um, And what I really, you know, coming from this film and TV background, what I thought I could bring to it to make it a little bit fun for the entertainment industry is like helping women to become the leading lady in their life. Because so often we, as women, 
particularly, we're used to playing the back, you know, playing the background role, you know, background to our children, background to our husbands, you know, we're not always putting ourselves first. And I want to empower women to say like, this is what I want. And I'm going to go for it. And so similarly to Lena and their Alchemy Academy, I um, work with with women to come up with a plan that's going to suit them um, individually and really um, help them to to rise up out of maybe, you know, maybe they're a supporting character <laughs> in their life if we're, if we're using film references and, and identifying those areas where they're playing small and, and challenging them to rise up and to really own, own their power, own their worth um, and become a leading lady. So, uh, Right now, like I had a client who came in who really wanted to work on a routine and uh, she wanted to accomplish more in her day to day and have a routine. But like beneath the lack of a routine, we're learning that there are a lot of blocks related to self-worth. And so we get to dive in and, and do do work on those things because, you know, when we set goals, oftentimes, the, I mean, the blocks should come up. The blocks are there for us to remove and to look at, to look at and identify. And I love what Lena said about, you know, we're not here to be liked because sometimes we do need to challenge our clients in order to push them forward, in order to reach their goals. Um, which is a beautiful part of a coaching relationship and that accountability piece. Um, and I do think it's important to note, and Jamie and I have talked about this loads, but there, there's definitely a difference between a coach and a counselor. And, you know, a coach should stay in the present and go to the future primarily. Of course, sometimes we do need to look at where a limiting belief may be started, but, you know, Sometimes client might come to me that's actually a better, better suited for doing some counseling. So if they have a lot, a lot of trauma to unpack, I think that it's really important to spend time in counseling. I think that counsel, just like everyone should have a coach, everyone should go through counseling. Um, but I think you also can work with a coach and a counselor at the same time to sort of like unpack where you've been and get to where you're going. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's, I think both of you, the thing I also love that I think with coaching as well is that no two coaches are the same. So all three of us here are coaches from the entertainment industry, but yet we focus on different areas. And although, for instance, I've done NLP and Lena has, we are still very different coaches. So it's very much about finding the fit that works for you. And I think you're the good thing I like is that both of you have been very open because I know we've had this conversation where there's there are some people that maybe go into coaching because they want to be at the forefront. They want to be known. They maybe want to be a bit more tele, like more of a personality, I should say. Where sometimes a good coach is actually a bit more behind the scenes because you're helping to push other people forward. That's not to say that if you're obviously not invited, if you're invited mm -hmm. on a panel or a TV show, of course, go on it live your best life but I think having a bad coach could be just as damaging as not having a coach if you get me mm, yeah definitely sure. I come more so from the dance side of the entertainment industry and just because you're a good dancer doesn't mean you're a good dance teacher and you can be a fantastic dance teacher who's not worked massively as a professional dancer but like it's the same with coaches I've seen a rise especially during COVID with people in, an, in the entertainment industry wanting to be a coach which is fine if that's their passion but I'm like I feel like you're doing this just because just because you've been in the West End for 15 years doesn't mean you could then necessarily be a coach and say if someone follows your blueprint they're making it in the West End because everyone's everyone's journey is different so I just want to don't feel pressured to join any schemes or coaches if it doesn't sit well with you is what I'm trying to say in a politically correct way 
Yeah, that, that was great, Jamie. And I think that's true. For, I've had some bad coaches and I've had some great coaches. And there are a lot, and like you were saying, there's a lot of coaches on the rise right now. And so it is so important to really be so clear at that beginning of the journey um, to make sure that your coach can really help uh, really take you to where it is that you need to go and be as clear as possible on on whatever is coming up for you or you're struggling with. Completely. And I think I obviously will let you ladies go soon because you've been so kind to give up your time. But I would love to quickly just touch on a few topics or themes that have come up that I think will resonate with a lot of performers and creators, but they might not realize that they're actually going through that. So with Lena, I'm going to throw to you discussing limiting beliefs. And then Lauren, I'm going to talk to you about the importance of goal setting and how actually you can sometimes feel lost or that anxiety could be due to maybe not having clear goals or that clarity. So Lena, do you want to maybe talk about limiting beliefs? And again, you don't have to give away all your coaching secrets, but obviously it's something I work a lot with performers is on their limiting belief, whether that's on stage fright or coming back to the industry after a long time. But for anyone listening, what exactly is a limiting belief or why, how might they be limiting themselves? Sure. Um, For me, limiting beliefs are the things that hold us back that sometimes we may not even be aware that is is what we're feeling or thinking. It's where like the subconscious um, or beholding um, these thoughts about how we are or should be. And that makes us play small. And we can create these stories of how we may not be good enough, which is a big theme of some of the things that, that it boils down to with my clients or that there's fear around success or there could be fear around not looking good enough or making enough money or being able to move from one career to another. There are so many different beliefs that we hold. And when you transform those thoughts and those beliefs, it is so incredibly powerful because then magic starts to happen and you can really then be in a position to, um, I mean, for example, my some of my limiting beliefs were um, I had a big fear of success, which is ironic, mm-hmm. yeah, big fear of success. And um, calling in the kind of um, how much I wanted to make and and also a big fear of judgment from other people and how I was seen, um, how I sounded, like doing something like this uh, would have frightened me so much because I always felt like I sounded stupid, you know, which is crazy. And it was, um, you know, and that stemmed back to like a lot of things and some stories I held about when I was younger um, about, you know, what I said to myself after some experiences. So really, it's for me, it's we like and similar to what Lauren said is that there is a a difference between counseling and coaching. And as much as it's important to kind of kind of dip into the past, it's important not to stay there um, as coaches. Mm -hmm. And that I definitely work on kind of visiting some areas that have caused some pain and trauma, but really reframing the whole thing um, so that we can turn around that limiting belief into something powerful and empowering to kind of move us forward. No, completely. And I think a lot of creatives listening right now will be like they've probably got into an audition thinking I don't look as good as that person or I can't hit that note in that song or why am I even here and the more you speak to yourself like that it builds that up and it it limits you and it's learning to a good coach will help you to learn to separate fact from fiction as well like if you said said, yeah if you said I can't earn more than 25,000 pound a year that's a limiting belief why can't you if you're technically like bankrupt then obviously that's fact you don't have any money in your bank account so it's 
it's separating what is fact and what's fiction and realizing that it's okay to be confident. So yes, Lena, thank you for that. And Lauren, I'd love for you to kind of talk a bit more about the importance of goals. And I think anyone in any, any career, entertainment or otherwise needs goals. So you have that drive, that purpose, and you make decisions that are aligned with your values. Yeah, I think I mean, goal setting is a big part of what, um, how I begin my coaching journey is you know, setting, setting goals for our time together. I think that we people in general can sometimes like have something that they're afraid of wanting, like limiting beliefs around something they want. So the goals that we set may not necessarily always be true to us, or they might be smaller, or you might have a goal that's too big, so you don't even want to begin. Um, so the beautiful thing about working with a coach on, on your goals is that a coach can help you break down exactly step-by-step and um, tiny movements forward toward, towards what you want and, and make it much more accessible um, than if you're doing it on your own. And, and what's coming up for me right now is thinking about them, the Simon Sinek, um, the power of your why. I, think, I forget exactly what this TED talk is called, but like really grounding our goals and what is my why? Like coming back to your purpose, coming back to who you are in your in the depths of your soul, like finding out what your why is and, and creating goals from that place. Because a lot of times we can also create goals that are societal, patriarchal, capitalist. Um, you know, I like, you know, I have a goal of losing 25 pounds. Okay, well, is that true? I guess maybe if you would say kilos. Um, but, but it's like, you know, is that goal because you want to feel better for yourself and for your family? Or is that goal because you want to, you know, be on the cover of a magazine for superficial reasons? That's, of course, just a, a very <laughs> broad example. I am not a weight loss coach. But, you know, grounding our goals and our why and separating what's true for me versus what's true for what other people think I should do. So that's all part of, of what of what we get to do together in a coaching container. <laughs> yeah, no, I love that. And I think those are two things that I think are so important, especially for creatives right now when the entertainment industry because of COVID has kind of done a complete curveball when everyone's career is up in the air. It's like taking time to separate the fact from the fiction of, right, yes, there might not be a stage for you to perform on that. You can't change that. However, you can change the fact that you might not feel good enough to perform on that stage and you can work with a coach for that and the same with goals and that you need to set goals and it could it could be again a goal during covid to be like i want to get through this week where every day i practice gratitude or i want to get through this week without Mm. feeling quite as down and that's allowed or it could be a big goal like i want to be in that show in five years whatever it is so thank you ladies so much i will let you go but where can people find you both online so do you have social media websites where can people either just follow you because you're both gorgeous humans to follow it and you bring so much energy and positivity or they might want to book a session so lauren where can people find you first thank you for asking jamie um this has been such a fun conversation my i have a website which is laurenkester.com um but probably the easiest and most up-to-date place to find me is on Instagram and my handle is hello it's Lauren hello dot it's dot Lauren and um, I would love to connect with anyone uh, who is interested in discovery session and just wants to learn more about coaching mindset goals any of this juicy work Um, and I work with people from all over the world so 
I'm based out of New Orleans, but I'm happy to talk to anyone. Fab. And I'll make sure to put both of your contact details in the show notes. If anyone's listening and they're scrabbling for a piece of pen and paper, it is in the show notes. So Lena, where can people find you as well? So mostly I live on Instagram. So my handle is Lena Phoenix and that's spelled L-E-E-N-A Phoenix, P-H-O-E-N-I-X. And um, so that would probably be the best way to, to get in touch with me. I have all my sort of calendar stuff on there. So you can book in session that way, or you can email me at info at lenaphoenix.com. And I could also be reached, you can watch some of my videos on YouTube as well under Lena Phoenix. Fab. And I also want to highlight that you guys are both so although you coach you obviously you've been in the entertainment industry for many years so it could be you're looking for career guidance in entertainment like it's not just it's not one size fit all when it comes to coaching so reach out get those discovery calls see if it's a good fit with the ladies or myself and hopefully this episode has helped maybe dispel the myth a bit of having a coach maybe is either a astronomically priced and never achievable b that it's a bit hippy dippy or c that you just you're limiting yourself by not thinking you are worthy of a coach so yeah hopefully this episode helped thank you so much ladies for taking the time out of your day thank you so much a massive thank you to both lauren and lena for taking the time to be on the podcast and for sharing so much value hopefully you got a good insight to what a coach is and how a coach can help you as we said in the episode there are so many amazing coaches out there so take the time to find one that is the right fit for you whether that is a coach for business romance life marriage whatever it is there is a coach out there for you do go and give lauren and lena a follow on social media thank you so much and i'll be back next week with another episode